Check, check, mic, check. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Mindset Design Podcast. This is your host, Arlen. I am once again in a great mood driving over to my training session with Lou. This day is an exciting day. Uh, We have some exciting things happening and I have a lot of exciting topics to share with your mind and um, here we go. Let's dive into it. So, well, okay. Let's just go on the topic rundown so you guys know what to expect for today's episode. And then I'm going to start topic number one. Then I'm probably going to get interrupted to work out. But then I'm going to re- redo the podcast after that. And, and it'll be really fun and great. And uh, I mean, not redo, but I'll, I'll kind of like restart it. It's probably going to be a, a good chunky episode. Um, maybe 30... 2030. Uh, no, eh, probably about 30 minutes. That's not that chunky. That's a good size. Anyway, let's dive in. So we're, let me just kind of get back into the, the past 24 hours of everything that's happened. So I can kind of lead up to the whole point of this podcast, which I, I actually think is like a very timely, um, useful and also nuanced and like pretty innovative sort of topic that I'm sharing right now. So, okay. So the past um, 48 hours, really. Let's start there. So this weekend, I was supposed to have my friend Jordan. Uh, Jordan is the founder of Hubi. Hubi is a, a link in bio uh, tool for creators. Um, you guys may have seen in my bio, David Dobrik's bio, Tom Brady, Jay Balvin. Um, lots of very successful creators and, and famous people use this link. And it just is a home for all of your stuff on the web and, and, you know, products and, and your, your just social media channels and everything. So I've been, uh, you know, part of the Hubie team for quite a while, um, at, you know, as a, as an advisor and a friend to Jordan and to Cassin and to Bianca and the Jordan, I haven't seen in a while, uh, but Chloe, my girlfriend, Chloe organized a trip to Disneyland uh, this, this weekend with Jordan and Bianca and, and myself and, and baby Noah, of course, Noah is two years old, two years and one month. And, uh, Chloe organized it with actually her parents as well, because we, we didn't do a, uh, like a holiday thing, like a Hanukkah thing with them. So we, cause we were on the East coast with my family. So we're doing it. Uh, we, we decided to do it here. Chloe organized everything and got some presents and, and all of that. And so I was really upset, actually, because Jordan kind of last minute said that he, he wasn't able to come. This was on uh, on Saturday. Today's Monday as I'm recording this. But on Saturday, he said, it, he, he said that he couldn't come. And I was really upset because, you know, he was like basically saying, you know, he's going to miss uh, his kid's first time at, at Disneyland. And Chloe had planned this whole thing. And it was just it, it was sad. But, you know, he said it was really important and he had a lot of work to do. And so we were like, okay. So um, basically, uh, and I hope I'm doing this shit right. Um, Basically, we end up going to Disneyland. And and, and like the present unwrapping was really fun. It was funny because Noah, you know, baby Noah uh, has obviously no idea what Disneyland even is. He has no concept of it. He's barely speaking. Uh, I mean, he's got some words down and he's like interacting and stuff, but 
you know, he doesn't know Disneyland is. He knows who Mickey Mouse is, that we gave him a Mickey Mouse stuffed, stuffed animal. But he doesn't know, you know, what Disneyland is. So when we told him you're going to Disneyland, he had no idea what that really meant. Um, I actually didn't really even know what it meant because I've never been to Disneyland. It just wasn't a thing that I was super interested in as a kid. I was I was more of like a Nickelodeon, um, Nickelodeon and, and really Cartoon Network type kid. So it just wasn't really something that I wanted to do. So I was like, let's go to Disneyland. I'm excited. I'm I'm, I'm ready. Uh, it's a big week too, by the way. Like this this week, we have the event with Marcel. It's four days. There's a free event on the first day and then a, a paid event in the next three days. I have a client coming in. I'm shooting some stuff with my friend Val, who's who's like an uh, sorry Val, uh, who's an insane videographer, uh, doing some jujitsu stuff with Jesse. Grego Gallagher is coming through. We might do a podcast maybe on Wednesday or something. Anyway, it's a very busy week, and I'm just excited. So we're going to Disney. We go to Disney. And the whole time I was there, I was like, man, this is like the softest thing I ever did. Like going to Disney with my girl, my my friend's like baby, my friend whose baby it is, like he's not even here because he's got to do like manly work stuff. And I'm like, yo, I'm just like at Disneyland. Like I didn't even watch Disney. Like, you know, I just, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like taking pictures and stuff. I'm like thinking like, how am I going to twist this into like a cool ninjapreneur type story? But then what I realized, like genuinely from, from the bottom of my heart, I mean this, like what I was doing while I was there is I was just in complete protection mode. Like I was just anticipating if there's some kind of psycho killer shooter on the loose at Disneyland or like at every corner we turn, I'd be thinking like, who's the most dangerous person here? Like, are there any threats? I was literally thinking that I was thinking, okay, this ride goes underground. We're in California. If there's an earthquake, how am I going to handle this? Where's the nearest exit? Um, like, wh- how are we going to protect the baby? Is there anything that we can eat in case that we have in case we're stuck here for a few days because of the earthquake? Right. And so, uh, you know, I'm like thinking all this stuff. I'm like, you know what? Like, I guess it's it's not really that uh, it's not really that hardcore to go to Disneyland as like a ninja preneur. Um, like James Bond type guy, but you know, it is, if you're looking at it in that lens, it's just not really something that you want to take too many photos of and looks a little soft and, and stuff like that. So, um, so, uh, I decide that, um, I'm not going to post anything from that. Get back home around 10 30. Jordan arrives after Disneyland. He was bummed. He couldn't come to know his Disneyland, but, uh, we then started talking and we started catching up and catching up about all things who be related. And Jordan's telling me about like the latest offering, which is this thing called creator pass. And just so you guys understand, like who has this, uh, th- so basically there's 50,000 creators using a who link, like an active who link in their, in their bio or in their social platform in some way. And, you know, using it to like, uh, just show, if you just click my Instagram bio, you'll see what I mean. Like you just show all your social platforms, all the products that you sell, you know, a bunch of stuff on your, on your page. And so Hubi has all this backend data of like what, like what links consumers or followers of these creators are clicking on. So if I have five links in my bio and the top one is Maxi, and Maxi's getting, Maxi's a mindset programming tool, right? Or a personal development tool. 
Maxi's getting, you know, let's say 50,000 clicks per month. That way, that shows Hubie on the backend data that, that Arlen is a driver of traffic to, um, is, is a driver of traffic to, and I'm trying to figure out how, to, how the fuck do I turn off the front windshield wiper? It's like the most annoying thing that I've ever seen. Um, anyway, whatever. So, so, uh, like imagine that, that basically shows Hoobie. Arlen is a, is a driver of traffic, right? Like Arlen can push personal development products to, uh, to sales because he's generating 50,000 clicks a month or whatever. Hoobie also can see what creators are asking for, for a post. They can see, you know, let's say, uh, who Maxi wasn't my brand. Let's say I was asking $500 for a post, but I'm generating 50,000 clicks. Okay. Interesting. 50,000 clicks at a 1% conversion rate is $500. So actually, uh, you probably wouldn't necessarily want to maybe necessarily want to pay me for that. Um, Okay, five hundred dollars. Five hundred times one thousand. Is that good? Five hundred times one thousand is five hundred thousand. I don't know. I'm I'm a little off on the math, so forgive me. Point being, Hubie has very, very, very effective and actionable data for brands looking to market with influencers. That's all I'm trying to say. So I hear that, and I'm thinking to myself, shit. I know a ton of my friends that have brands that are doing 100,000 a month, 200,000, millions of dollars a month with their with their products. Why wouldn't why wouldn't you know, some of my friends instead of using Facebook ads, why wouldn't they open up another access channel for Hubi? Like why why would they not do that? So, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? I can rip some sales for Hubi. Like I can probably engineer some of these deals with e-com brands or even just by posting on my story or making a podcast about this where if you're listening, like literally right now, like if you're listening to this and you want to advertise on Hubie, we can get you a better CPM than you're getting on Facebook, probably two to three times better CPM. And it's targeted. It's not cold traffic. It's literally, I mean, it's, it's cold traffic to your brand, but it's a, it's an influencer promoting it. It's not, a, it's not an ad from your company. It's an influencer that's getting your product, that's talking about it organically, and then driving clicks. So what I'm saying here is if you have a big brand, you know, hit me up. Now, that's beside the point. If you have a big brand, hit me up. If you don't have a big brand, and you're kind of wondering, like, what's the actionable insight from this this episode here, here's, here it is. So I woke up uh, this morning, and I was trying to figure out what to do. I, I was trying to figure out, you know, should I, um, should I, should I focus on, you know, Maxi? Should I focus on building the Ninjapreneur product out? Should I record a podcast? I was trying to prioritize, right? And I was also thinking about making a post about being a Ninjapreneur and like what that means and like what you should be focusing on prioritizing. And I basically just decided, oh, there's Lou doing some, <laughs> Lou getting to a little training session in. That's so funny. I've never really seen him doing that. Anyway, um, I, uh, I I realize, and you know what? I might just pause the episode here. This is like before the big epiphany. Uh, so, so I'm going to pause here and we'll resume later.
So, guys, we're back. We are back. Sorry about the uh, interruption. So, as I was saying, um, I'm deciding what to... um, Deciding what to do for uh, my morning or my day. All right. Sorry. Sorry. I'm, uh, I'm back on track now. I'm deciding what to do for my day. And, um, you know, I, I'm kind of thinking about like the priorities of a ninjapreneur. And then what I realized is just looking back realistically that, you know, the proper way to, to really be a, you know, an effective ninjapreneur is you have to be very, very uh, vigilant. You have to be very vigilant and hyper um, aware of of like the opportunities at hand and everything that you're doing. And so what I mean by that is you like you have to be um, you have yeah, you have to be like you have to look at like everything that's happening in the uh, the landscape of your opportunities. And you have to make the, the the correct action for the day at hand, all right? So, you know, me, right? Like, I've got so many things that I could do in a potential day. I could record a piece of content. I could, um, I could record a piece of content. I could uh, end up doing some sales. I could do some sales calls. I could, there's like any number of things that I could be doing on a, on a day-to-day basis. So it's like, how do you know what to prioritize? Now, on on one hand, uh, I do know that like business, eighty percent of what you should be doing uh, as a business owner is sales. Like eighty percent of it is sales. The like another ten percent is maybe like content creation. Another ten percent is uh, product, uh, like working on your product, and then like operations and such. But I know that 80% of my time should be focused on sales. 10% should be focused on marketing. So usually what I do, like my normal day-to-day uh, routine is I, I kind of just get in a good energy state. I make some good, I make some content. I get in a flow. And then I put that content out into the world. And once I have uh, put content out into the world, I start doing sales. And I start talking to customers and I start, um, you know, I start looking for opportunity. Now, the ninjapreneur, uh, as they're building their personal brand and personal brand is a key part of being a ninjapreneur and leveraging social media is hyper vigilant on a day to day basis of the opportunities at hand. So at the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned that my friend Jordan is visiting. Okay. And we had, you know, in our, in our living room, we had, uh, you know, Chloe was there and uh, Jordan's um, uh, girl, Bianca, and Noah, baby Noah. And I'm just like, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, okay, this is not a normal day, right? Like this is, um, this is a different, this is a different kind of day because my normal routine is a little bit interrupted. There's a baby, you know, screaming around. Jordan is here. And I'm just thinking, okay, like where can I add the most value right now? And so I decided to go downstairs. Uh, Jordan was in like the office room and I decided to start talking to Jordan and just kind of seeing, you know, what's the latest on his mind with Hubie. And I, I basically in doing that, I don't really want to reveal exactly what it is, 
But in doing that, I, I revealed a new opportunity. Okay. And so like a new opportunity to create value. And this happens all the time. Like this happens partly when you're traveling. This happens when you're interacting with other people who have, you know, different businesses and you, and an entrepreneur is like, it's kind of like A&R, like in the music industry, there's this thing called A&R, which uh, is basically a way that, you know, very well connected people in the music industry make money simply by introducing artists, producers, uh, you know, um, uh, people who play instruments, um, people who make music videos, like they have a vast network and they're able to see synergy and like vision for a value to be created in the music space. And so that's kind of what an entrepreneur does. Like, for example, I don't teach crypto cryptocurrency, but my friend Daniel has made some very good calls and is extremely knowledgeable when it comes to crypto. So there's been a couple times where I saw the opportunity to promote Daniel's product and services to my following. Okay. And so I'm able to notice that. And like, that happens very organically as well. You know, like the, the last time it happened uh, in 2023, I was in Cape Town with Daniel, kind of watching the way that he creates value. And I, I kind of like observed the whole process. And then like when the time was right, I presented the offer to to people that follow me and, and my network in general, not even my social media followers, but like my own friends. And so then um, I went on to discussing... Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I saw similar value with my friend, uh, Gavin, my friend, Gavin, I was literally working with him on getting business credit and on, um, and, and, you know, get increasing my limits for my business so that I can spend more money on a business credit card and literally get into more debt. And I'm talking to him and I'm like, you know what, this would be another good opportunity from I, from my audience to hear about. And this, this, it doesn't always happen as like an affiliate deal kind of where, where I'm like, you know, pushing uh, introductions to my followers. Like I'm literally making money um, by introducing friends, like introducing two, like one friend who has one business, another friend who has another business. They don't know each other yet. Their businesses essentially serve each other and fit like pieces in a puzzle. And that creates value. And, and, and so like, the, the, the reason I bring this up and why I think this is such a key uh, episode for any like aspiring ninjapreneur is like if I had done my day differently, okay? Like if I had, for example, woke up, like been 100% committed to my normal morning routine, 100% committed to my daily schedule, uh, like, like, you know, I, I had to stick to certain like time increments, I wouldn't have had the creative thinking ability to see the value that was kind of outside my normal way that I create value, which like, for example, my normal day is, uh, you know, wake up, do a bit of a morning routine. I usually write for an hour or so, record a live stream, like record a podcast. Then I'll start, you know, checking in with my customers, uh, you know, maybe create some course content and then I'll go and work out and then I'll, I'll do some sales. If I just like stuck to the routine without being vigilant, I, I think vigilancy is a really good word. Like, like just being hyper aware and agile and, and not so, uh, like you have to flow like water, you know, you have to be very aware of opportunity and see it when it presents itself. So 
I hope that that kind of makes sense. And, and I could, I mean, there's so much other, this is kind of the stuff that I talk about in the Ninjapreneur group is like, how do you structure a deal? If you believe there's synergy to be created in two people, like how do you, how, how do you like approach that to, you know, get sort of, you know, some kind of a commission? Um, th- th- this is all like stuff that I, I, I've been doing for a long time and, uh, and, and that I'm, I'm helping guys do in the Ninjapreneur group. Um, and if you're interested in that, shoot me a message on Instagram, the password, sorry, the password, <laughs> the password, the, um, just DM me the word ninjapreneur so that I can sort it or like ninjapreneur podcast. And I'll, uh, I'll, I'll reach out to you and I'll see if, um, there's good synergies for you to join up in the group and for us to create value together. Um, one like really interesting case study recently that I, I'm pretty proud of actually, because I, I feel I'm responsible for like literally generating millions and millions of dollars worth of value for this, this, uh, success story in my group is I had this guy, his name's Jay. Um, he joined my group in October. He had a coaching business. The business was doing $40,000 a month and he was stuck at that, that income level, but he had a, he had a pretty large following. And I just thought, I just told him, I was like, dude, like I'm doing significantly more revenue than you. I can show you how to, you know, triple this at least, um, probably quadruple. And he was like, all right, let's do it. So he paid, uh, we started working together. Um, and within the first month he hit $50,000, the second month he hit $125,000. And then I was like, all right, you hit hundred K a month. Let's start building software. And we built a trading bot and that trading bot, I helped to market the trading bot as well and come up with the marketing campaign for that. And he ended up releasing it. He made $50,000 in the first five minutes of the release. And he ended, he went on to make $500,000 in profit in the first 24 hours. 24 hours, $500,000 profit after only making uh, you know, $40,000 $40, a month prior. So 10x return, you know, uh, or 10x increase in sales, which... Um, is, is pretty, uh, crazy, you know, pretty, pretty crazy. So that is something that, uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about pretty, pretty, uh, pretty excited to keep doing, you know, I like creating value for businesses and for specifically like creator-based businesses, because that's kind of the place I know very, very well, but really any kind of business, you know, if you're, if someone that benefits from having more eyeballs on your business, I think there's many ways that I can like help you to find, um, you know, good flows of, of customers and all that. So anyway, right now I am going to restoration hardware and picking up a new table, uh, to buy, to have in my house. And I'm very excited about this table. This table, uh, is a very expensive table, but uh, you know, it's, it's restoration hardware and, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those things. It's like a good, I believe it's a good thing to have. And so I'm pretty excited for it. So I'm going to put that in the office. Uh, it is a tax write-off office furniture is a tax write-off and, um, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm excited. So yeah. Um, Anyway, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. I, I thought it was going to be a little longer, but, you know, 23 minutes, it is what it is. So hope you, hopefully you guys enjoyed. Hopefully you got something out of this. And I will um, cordially see you in the next episode.